फ्रॉम इंडियाज लार्जेस्ट न्यूज रूम आई मारून जॉर्ज एंड दिस इज द टाइम्स ऑफ इंडिया पॉडकास्ट end of lester today the only hint of the troubles that have tormented this city muslim community leaders have claimed that hindu groups raised jai shri ram slogans and threw glass bottles on belgrave road videos have also emerged showing a temple being vandalized by a mom and a man dressed in black pulling down a saffron flag outside the hindu temple it's claims of a series of attacks by extremists that brought muslim protesters out onto the streets on sunday The initial violence that started in the city of Leicester in UK was blamed on a cricket match between India and Pakistan on the 28th of August. Soon there were reported to be clashes between Hindu and Muslim groups in a city that has been held up in the past as a model of integration and diversity. This was also the first time in decades that violence on this scale between religious groups was being seen in the UK. It didn't help that the violence was constantly being fanned by rumors. this uh, there were a lot of things that a mosque was attacked when it turned out that it turned out to be false then there were reports that a muslim girl had been kidnapped that also proved to be false what about the flag on a hindu temple being pulled down but that apparently was true because uh, that police also confirmed but the other two incidents about in, involving attacks on muslims have been denied by the police all these things were going around That's journalist and TUI Plus columnist Hasan Surur talking about the various kinds of rumors that were spread about the violence. In the end, at least 15 people were arrested for their role in the violence. Hindu and Muslim groups were accused of bringing in supporters from other towns which kept the tensions high. The Indian government issued a statement strongly condemning the violence against the Indian community and the vandalization of symbols of the Hindu religion. Hasan Surur says the police didn't intervene quickly enough because they perhaps didn't understand what they were dealing with and didn't want to be seen as interfering in an immigrant community's affairs. I think this play is the first time actually that a major Hindu Muslim clash has happened in this way. In today's episode, we're looking at how this incident is a big shift from the past and what it says about community ties in the UK. Hasan Sarur, who's been living in the UK for decades, says he was very surprised by the outbreak of violence in Leicester and explains why. Well, I was very surprised and I was not the only one. Uh, lots of people were surprised because Leicester was the last thing on our mind. The, the, the trouble spots mostly are in the Midlands where there is a large Pakistani population in Greater Manchester, Birmingham, and Oldham, and all those those places, and those riots have are not there in between Hindus and Muslims, or between basically race racial riots between the whites and the Pakistani origin people. Hasan Surur says ties between first generation immigrants from Asian nations were very good since they had a common opponent. I think that there was a better sort of integration or harmony. Uh, until the 80s when you know the first generation and second generation of uh, indians and pakistanis were here they were both new to this country and you know their common enemy was the white racist and not any other at that point they fought for joint battles against racism he says all asian immigrants were clubbed together by the british until indian groups began asserting their own identity 
earlier the description of the all immigrants from south asia was british asians that is the official thing but then the, there was a demand from the from the indians after they became sort of economically more richer and all that that we should not be clubbed with these guys because they are lumpen elements and we would like to be referred to as british indians because we don't want to be clubbed with them you know at that point this distancing started happening things basically started deteriorating in the late 90s and i have no personal experience of hindu muslim tensions because i have been to south hall temples have had their food and all that but uh, there are anecdotal evidence yes Hasan Surur says that among the Indian immigrants in the UK, the Hindu and Sikh groups are more vocal. Then the Hindu groups are very active. I mean, Hindu and Sikh groups are very active. Muslim groups, I don't know about the Indian Muslim groups. They used to have a council of uh, Indian Muslim, but that was mostly inactive and they didn't do anything. The groups that are active are these Pakistani groups and the groups from uh, from the Middle East, and they have extremist elements. He says that among the Hindu groups, there are many that are linked to the India-based Rashtriya Swayamsevak Sangh or RSS. The RSS is the ideological parent of the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party. Hasan Sarur says the affiliation of these groups isn't hidden, and they claim to further the interest of the Hindu community in the UK. However, he pointed out that these groups don't have a record of targeting Muslims in the past. The Hindu groups' activities are very visible. RSS and all that. they don't call themselves rss but they are supposed to be front for rss or affiliated to them they don't know, don't make any pretense of it i mean they claim that they are they are there and to protect the hindus and all that they are not saying that they are targeting muslims or whatever there were minor instances of violence reported in birmingham as well after lester but for now a calm prevails however hasan sarur worries that the violence in lester could mean that indian groups will face more police surveillance and this could be the start of a new dynamic yeah i mean it's very sad to see this happening i'm little worried about the turn of event that how it goes from here i don't think this is the end of it and we'll see now probably more and more tensions because once they start is and it's obviously very obvious that there are elements who are here who are trying to sort of uh, stoke the fire so this will miss watching Sunny Handel is a journalist and columnist who writes for various UK publications. He had flagged the causes of the violence in Leicester in a detailed thread on Twitter days after it broke out. While he admits he was surprised by the outbreak of violence, he says the signs of impending chaos were visible on social media if anyone had been looking. He explains how the violence has been viewed in the UK, what Hindu and Muslim community leaders could have done better and what they need to do now. Sunny also explains how recent events show that communities will need to work harder now to ensure that events in India don't spill over into the UK. I was a little bit surprised, I have to say, because Leicester is traditionally seen as a very peaceful, multicultural city where people get on with each other. So it was a little bit surprising to see this blow up. Although, if you had followed all the social media carefully and if you had kept an eye on events then it would not have come as a surprise i wasn't paying any attention because honestly i had lots of other things going on so i completely ignored what was happening on social media until this whole situation blew up and then i spent like the entire weekend 
during the Queen's funeral, digging through social media, trying to figure out what people were saying, how it got to that point, because no one really had seemed to put all the narrative together and join the dots. So by that point, it became clear to me that, okay, this was predictable. And if someone like Leicester Police had spent some time looking into the issues, then they would have known that this would have happened. Um, when you say you could see the signs, could you explain what were the signs for you that indicated there was trouble coming? The signs for me were, I think, the fact that people on both sides, on the Hindu side and the Muslim side, passing around videos of the other side attacking their people and saying that we must mobilize against them. This has not really happened before in such large numbers, certainly. At the end of the day, that doesn't mean that something cannot happen. So I suspect there will be more of this happening from here going on forward. Uh, tensions rising because of events in India, and you know the younger generation is much just much more comfortable using social media to mobilize people, whereas people say 10, 15 years ago were just not used to doing this kind of stuff. And um, so that makes a big difference too. Um, in terms of the mobilization, one factor that came up and a lot of people have blamed is this sort of community leaders within, say, Leicester and other regions for not reacting quickly enough. Do you think that's really the case or were they just never going to be able to keep up with it, like you said? I think there's a it's a mixture of both those factors. They definitely were unaware of what was going on, certainly on social media, and possibly not aware of how young people were mobilizing themselves through social media. But at the same time, I think they did nothing to try and calm tension down beforehand. And in fact, the blame for that lies both with Hindu and Muslim community leaders because they both needed to tell younger people, listen, don't mobilize people to go out on the streets. That's going to cause more trouble and it's going to lead to more of a backlash. Instead, let the police do their job. We will speak to the police and we will make sure there is order. And I think that's the fundamental problem here, that people, uh, the, the community leaders on both sides just allowed things to get out of control and did not say anything until after um, this these incidents took place. In terms of these incidents, how have they been viewed in the UK? Because in India, it's been the biggest topic of debate. But how has the UK been viewing this? So I, I think that India... Indian media's coverage of this has been fairly distorted too, because the view there is that suddenly these Muslim hordes started attacking Hindus across Leicester, and uh, this was completely unprovoked and, uh, you know, came out of nowhere. And I think that's very distorted, because initially it was a Hindu gang which was going around shouting Jai Shri Ram and Pakistan Murdabad and uh, beating people up. And that's what sparked this whole tension. So none of that was focused on. And I saw some debates on various TV channels and they didn't seem to mention any of that. And they did not seem to mention the fact that about 300 Hindus turned up on Saturday morning, unprovoked, 
they were all mostly wearing masks and they were running around the streets of Leicester. Some of them had uh, weapons on them and police arrested some of them. And um, they were threatening. And as a result of that, Muslims also decided to retaliate. And I think that's been very uh, missing uh, across a lot of the Indian media coverage. In the UK, though, I think what's been interesting to me is how people have been shocked that something like this happened. Basically unaware, like, how did this happen? What's the background to this? I have been interviewed relentlessly about this for the past um, week. And literally everyone first asked me, like, hold on, what? explain to us what's going on. And they had no clue that this was bubbling up. They had no clue about how messages on social media were being shared and how this escalated. So a lot of, a lot of it was confusion, right? In India, there's a ready-made narrative. Muslims are attacking Hindus. Over here, that narrative does not exist. The narrative was of complete confusion. Why are Muslims and Hindus suddenly fighting in the streets of Leicester, which is known to be a very peaceful and uh, multicultural place? So a lot's been also said about this Leicester model of integration where it was a city where people got along just fine. A lot of questions are now being raised about how well these communities are actually getting along in light of this. Could you explain how well communities are integrated in the UK currently as it stands? So you're right on both points that... Leicester has traditionally been seen as a very, you know, uh, peaceful and well-integrated city. And now lots of people are asking questions. But I think that the fact is that integration and community harmony is hard work. And it requires constant work because anything can spark off a lot of distrust on between communities especially if you're getting misinformation, which is flying in from everywhere, including from India, you know, and Hindus in the, in all parts of the UK were seeing all these videos from the Indian media, which made it sound like Hindus in Leicester were under attack. And, uh, you know, almost like World War Three had broken out in Leicester, which was simply not true. And that's why so many Hindus ended up going there up on Leicester on um, the day of the, um, of the violence. My view is always that social media has made it worse because it can amplify misinformation and it can spread things around much quicker. On top of that, the presence of the Indian media to a certain extent has made it worse because videos coming from far off away with, with uh, media organizations who sometimes don't really have a clue of what's going on over here and then just bring in people who have a very distorted view from the outside uh, and that adds to the misinformation. And then, you know, you had people on both sides, on the Muslim side and the Hindu side who were intent on spreading misinformation. And it's a fantastic way for people to you know, um, mobilize people behind them, like become self-appointed community leaders. Like, I'm going to protect you Muslims, come and join behind me. I'm going to protect you Hindus, you know, let's get together and I'll be your leader. That sort of model is very old because on social media, there's all these people who want to become social media stars. They want clout on social media. They want to go viral. 
So they say stupid things. You know, they say inflammatory things about other people, uh, false things about other people. And, uh, you know, start spreading those around in order to get uh, clicks and views. And that makes the whole situation far more toxic and makes it worse. If you want integration and if you want lots of communities to live side by side in peace, then you have to be very quick at stamping out misinformation and you have to constantly build trust among communities. And I'm afraid that people of Leicester failed in doing that. I still think that UK has a much better record of communities living in harmony with each other. Uh, it's a very mixed and diverse uh, country. It's becoming more and more mixed and diverse. People live generally side by side very happily. And, you know, things are getting better all the time. Nevertheless, these things happen because of, like I said, social media, misinformation, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to work hard to deal with it. You were also one of those people who kept flagging the fact that there were people using social media to kind of get people to mobilize behind them. Um, ha has there been a sort of handle on that yet? Or do you think it's still a struggle? I think that people don't really necessarily have a handle on this. And I also think that a lot of Muslims and Hindus are unwilling to criticize people from their own community and say, you guys are making this whole situation worse. That is difficult because if someone like me who is criticizing people from other communities, they will just say, oh, this guy, you know, he is um, one, not one of us. He's an outsider. So why should we listen to him? But if Muslims are criticizing one of these sort of Muslim stars on YouTube who's going around saying racist things about Hindus, then I think it makes a bigger impact. And I think that people are still not used to this idea of like working hard to uh, create community cohesion. People just always like release these statements after um, the Leicester riots, these uh, Hindu and Muslim community leaders stood by um uh really uh, and you know released a statement that is why today we are saddened and heartbroken to see the eruption of tension and violence physical attacks on innocent individuals and unwarranted damage to property are not part of a decent society and indeed not part of our faiths but to be honest you know by that time it was clear they had already failed you know they had allowed things to escalate and did not give a warning to anyone and neither did they tell anyone to calm down. And don't pretend that you didn't see this coming because a lot of other people did. I think that um, we have to understand these situations and I think we have to think about how we can stop them from escalating next time. Um, and I don't think enough work has been done on that. And it's not my job. I'm not a religious leader, you know. Uh, it's not my job to uh, tell the Muslim community what to do or tell Hindus what to do or tell uh, other people what to do. But someone needs to take some responsibility and say, if I care for my community and I care for social cohesion, then we, we have to fight also the idiots from our community who are deliberately going out there and creating trouble. And I'm afraid th there's not that many people with courage to do that.
uh, one other fallout of this violence has been a lot of commentary, especially from the conservative side, has been about uh, the fact that this is proof that immigration itself is bringing in a sort of toxic culture from other places. Um, in the sort of long term, how do you see incidents like this affecting immigrant communities? Honestly, the, the conservatives have been saying that for decades. You know, when we first moved into this country from the 1950s, 60s, 70s, even the Indians who came in from Uganda, there was a lot of press coverage saying, you know, this is uh, bad for the UK. These people are going to fight with each other. They're going to take over the country. And actually, the UK has progressively become better on race relations because we people have seen that actually all the warnings that people these people have made over the years, over the decades, have not come to fruition. Even if you look at the latest uh, attitude of um, the, what they call the British uh, Survey of National Attitudes, uh, people are much more positive about immigration. People are much more positive about the benefits of immigration. Now, obviously, you have the good and the bad. You bring people from outside, they will bring cultural baggage with them. So there is going to be some tension. And my view is we have to actively work to fight that tension and to create bridges within communities. And it's not easy, but it has to be done. In the end, I'm not worried about these people. They will say what they've always been saying for 50 years. Um, I'm more worried about keeping peace and calm between our communities and um, helping people sort of deal with the misinformation. There's been some instances of violence reported in small pockets otherwise, but how do you see this sort of uh, Ten, this sort of relation playing out because in India there's also been commentary of as uh, nationalism here increases it could see a sort of parallel in the UK I wrote a report for uh, co-authored a report for the Home Office in 2019 and in that report which is focusing on Sikh activism on Khalistan activism I, I, I'm not a Khalistani <clears throat> I should explain but uh, I said in that report that what we are seeing is increased tension between Hindu and Sikh communities in the UK over what's going on in India. And, and a good example of this was, and this happened afterwards, the farmers' protests you know, in Punjab, where a lot of the Indian government uh, messages was implying that these farmers were overrun by Khalistanis and they were all terrorists. And that had a huge impact over here. And certainly it strained relations between Hindus and Sikhs over here. And that was a good example of how I think the politics in India and the, the, the politics of Hindutva, which sort of brands any sort of Sikhs as Khalistanis or um, you know, Muslims as also like jihadis and um, Christians also as uh, sort of like trying to convert all Hindus, that sort of view, it has an impact here because people here have strong links. So I think that the, the, the future is dangerous because I worry that the rise of Hindutva politics in the UK, uh, in India, 
will strain relations between communities in the UK, in the United States, in Canada. And I think that slowly, slowly people are waking up to that fact. Uh, I've been warning about this for a good four, five, six years now. And I think the Canadians are waking up to that fact. Uh, Americans are waking up to this. And now after Leicester, I think the even British people are waking up to this fact that we cannot just ignore what's going on in India because it has a direct impact over here. And I think that Hindus, Sikhs and Muslims here have to work hard to uh, repair and to protect their community relations and not let what's going on in India affect them because otherwise things will get worse. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe, and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas, and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at typodcast at timesinternet.in.